And now, welcome to the Just the West podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and happy Friday, everyone. It is, I guess you would say, New Year's Eve weekend. New Year's Eve is on Monday. New Year's Day 2019 is on Tuesday. And uh, what a time to be alive. I It's a phrase that's been used over and over again by Drake and amongst other people uh, throughout social media the last couple of years or so. But for me, honestly, what a time to be alive. I think this is one of the better Christmases that I've had in a long while. Uh, For those that do not know, uh, my sister Stacy, aka the voice on the Just the West intro, got married on Saturday. Um, Yeah, it's been great. My family, out of my siblings, I have two younger sisters. She's the first one to get married. So not only that, um, Christmas was chill. It was low-key, no family drama. And so I'm in good spirits. Work is going okay. I had a couple gym sessions during the week. And so while I did get my holiday cheer and my performance in the gym on the basketball court did suffer, uh, I'm in good health. And so I go into this weekend with good vibes going into week 17, which will be the last week of the NFL season. And it's a trip, man. I uh, I can't believe it. So fantasy football purposes, I was in six leagues. Out of those six, I made playoffs in five. Out of those five, I made finals in two of them. And out of those two, I won in one of them. And not only did I win, I won by like half a point. Like really went down to the wire. And so I won a league, one, one for six. I'll take that. My sister got married. I'm in good health. 2019 couldn't come any sooner. And so I am in great spirits as we head into the last week of the NFL regular season. So let's go ahead and talk some NFC West football right now. Rams, 12-3, first place. They are actually in a position to take the number two seed in the NFC Conference as they go into the playoffs. They've already won the division. Now it's more so, can they maintain that number two seed so they can get first round by in the playoffs? Because right now, they're competing with the Chicago Bears. And for those that remember, the Chicago Bears kicked their asses a couple weeks ago. And so they would have the tiebreaker should their records be tied at 12-4. and And so they're playing the Niners this week at L.A., Last year, they set their starters. They didn't really play to win because they had the first round by at hand. This time around, they have to win this game to maintain a 13-3 and record. If they fall to 12-4 and and the Bears win their game respectively, the Bears would have the tiebreaker since they beat them in the matchup. And so that should be an interesting game. Seahawks right now, they are second place at 9-6. and And they are, I won't say they're the surprise team of the, the, the year, but... Given their roster turnover, given what they had going into this year, uh, they weren't expected to be in the playoffs. I did not expect them to be in the playoffs. And so lo and behold, they have a 9-6 record. They have and a big reason why they're in the playoffs is they only had 10 turnovers this year, which is uh, it would tie for the NFL record of the lowest tying with the 2010 Patriots ties with the 2011 San Francisco 49ers but they only have turned the ball over 10 times this year and they have a plus minus plus 14 
takeaway difference in that span. And because the Seahawks have played so well, pleasantly well, they're running the ball, they're taking care of the football. Pete Carroll, and he's like a million years old, I know that, but Pete Carroll just got an extension through 2021. And if you guys were complaining and thinking that $10 million per season is a lot of money for John Gruden, well, Pete Carroll is going to have, technically, he'll be the highest paid coach. He's going to get annually $11 million per season. And it only goes to 2021 versus like the 10-year contract with John Gruden. But Pete Carroll, congratulations. It pains me to say that, but you've done one hell of a job with the Seahawks, especially uh, what you've done this year to get this defense on track, to get back to running the football, to get back to taking care of the football. Uh, That is a tremendous job. And so maybe, I know that the Rams right now, their first place, they're going to the playoffs for sure as well. But maybe this Rams dynasty that some people were talking about, you know, remember that they had picked up Nadam de Kansu, Marcus Peters, made all these moves in the offseason. But this Rams dynasty, this Rams run, they might have some competition next season because the Seahawks are looking rather interesting. Thirdly, third place, the Niners are 4-11. Like I mentioned before, they're playing the Rams. They got their asses handed last time. I think it was like 39-10, week 7. I was at that game in San Francisco, a.k.a. Santa Clara, a.k.a. Levi Stadium. And that was a bad game, but they've been playing really good football as of late. They lost to the Bears last week, but it was only like a, I think it was like 14-9. It was a closer matchup. But it has a different type of feel. The defense is playing better. Despite Jimmy Garoppolo, despite C.J. Beathard, I mean, they have Nick Mullins, they have a whole bunch of third stringers, but they're competing, and I think that they're setting precedent for a interesting year three in the rebuild with general manager John Lynch, head coach Kyle Shanahan, and so it seems like for them, they are four and eleven. They're probably going to go four and twelve against the Rams, but I think they're going to be a tougher out. I think they're going to be a tougher out against the Rams, and we'll talk a little bit more about that game. But it seems like things are kind of on the uptick in a similar fashion to how they ended the season last year against um, the Rams. They had a five-game win streak, so let's just see what the Snyder's team is made of. Lastly, lastly, in fourth place is the Arizona Cardinals. And while they only are one game behind the Niners, and while they have defeated the Niners not once, but twice in their divisional matchups this year, uh, yeah, something is not going well in Glendale, Arizona. Steve Wilkes, their head coach, first-year head coach at that. He comes from the Panthers. He comes from the Ron Rivera coaching tree. There are rumors swirling right now that at the end of the season, They are likely going to, and it's only been one year, but they are likely going to part ways and go a new direction with their head coach. And it's very surprising because he's only been a head coach with this team for one season, but it's that bad in Arizona. It's that bad. Offensively right now, everything that could have gone wrong has. Arizona right now, I think they're, oof. They're ranked last in offensive yards per game, offensive yards per play, points overall, and they have, they're last in the league in third down conversions. It's 30%, by the way. Yeesh. Um, so, yeah, they're 
regressing offensively. David Johnson regressed. Josh Rosen, their star quarterback that they had drafted with a top 10 pick, he seemed to be regressing his development in the second half of the season. And so all in all, both sides of the football, both defensively and offensively, you're not seeing any promise on this year one rebuild. And so the Cardinals ownership might have to swallow that pill and look for another head coach once more in back-to-back seasons. Not saying that this is unprecedented because the Niners with Jed York had done that uh, post-Jim Harbaugh. So it's not like this has never happened before. And I can understand that right now because the Cardinals, I just, um, you know, I just, the last couple of weeks, it feels like the season has been over for them. They've been going through injuries. Their offense has been a mess. Their defense has been slowly deteriorating. And so, yeah, man, they're playing the Seahawks at Seattle. Um, Let's get into these games because there's, well, you have the Rams and the Seahawks. You also have the Niners and the Cardinals. And it's just every team has a different sort of vibe in the NFC West. So having said that, let's go ahead and get into the first game. Let's go ahead and talk about that Niners and Rams game. And so you have the Niners at 4-11 at LA, 12-3. Given the context, the Rams are going to play for real, for real this time versus last year. And so they are 11-point favorites, Rams minus 11 over under 48. And what makes this game interesting is, you know, both teams in this instance, you know, one team, their season is essentially over with the Niners and the Rams are getting ready for the next thing with postseason, but both teams should be expecting to compete this week. Uh, it's interesting to note that for the Niners specifically, uh, they're competing, but it would not be technically, it would not be in their best interest to compete and win this game, even though I think that they will try to. So right now with their three and uh, their four and eleven record. Uh, they would have the second overall pick. If they were to lose this game, they would be firmly at the number two pick, largely in parts because the Raiders had defeated the Broncos the previous week on Monday Night Football. So they share the same record as the Raiders, and they share the same record as like you know a couple other teams at that four-win mark. And so the Niners are at number two right now. Should they win this game? They are guaranteed to fall at least two slots, if not more. There's a couple of moving pieces up to week 17, which is very interesting. It's all based off the obvious wins-loss record. It's also based off the strength of schedule. But, you know, Niner fans, let me ask you this. I mean, I've talked about this before with Camo and T-Up, but at this point in the season, do you want the win for pride or do you want the loss for draft picks. And so I think it's going to play out anyways with having the Niners losing because the Rams should be motivated to beat the Niners and they're at home. The Rams are a much better team and thankfully they had a much better performance last week against the Cardinals. But then again, everyone has a great performance against the Cardinals except for the Niners. But they had, uh, yeah, they were going on a two game lose streak. They, smashed the Cardinals last week 
So right now, it should be interesting to see what the Rams do in this one. Todd Gurley is going to be out for the second straight week. He's been dealing with a knee injury. And what's interesting to note is uh, their current starting running back is C.J. Anderson. Roland Bears, former Cal Bear from UC Berkeley. He was on the Super Bowl team with the Denver Broncos as their feature back a couple years back. But uh, he was waived by the Panthers, and he was picked up by the Rams last week when Todd Gurley was dealing with his injury. And so lo and behold, last week against the Cardinals, though the Cardinals had the last, ooh, they have a really, they are the last run defense in the league. They allow right around, ooh, they are allowing 153.1 rushing yards per game, which is the most in the NFL. And so, yeah, C.J. Anderson ran the hell over the Cardinals with 167 rushing yards and a touchdown. And so he, they played the Niners. C.J. Anderson is a inside runner. I'm not saying he's going to run for 150-plus yards, but, you know, he's coming off a really solid game against the Cardinals. And the Niners, while they are a much better run defense, I mean, you know, they are susceptible. Their front seven has been going through injuries. Um, you know, obviously, Ruben Foster's gone. They have their nuances as well. Um, so that's one thing to note. And another thing to really note is, I mean, as much as I'd like the Niners and the Rams to go head-to-head for the last game of the season, it's going to be really hard for Nick Mullins, the quarterback for the 49ers, to really go head-to-head with Jared Goff because his receiving options, outside of George Kittle, who has been phenomenal, by the way, he's been phenomenal, but outside of him, going into Week 17, they don't have much. Marquise Goodwin has a calf injury. Rookie Dante Pettis has a knee injury. And shit, even Matt Breida, I mean, well, he's, he's always hurt. But, I mean, he's been a good receiving option out the backfield. He's out this game. And so they are going to be rolling with Kendrick Bourne, Trent Taylor, Richie James Jr., and a bunch of practice squad guys, which is... Nat uh, versus, like, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, like... Yeah, there's a there's a big drop-off in talent. And so that should be interesting to see how the Niners' offense responds. It should be really interesting to see what Kyle Shanahan does from an offensive perspective. His scheming versus McVay's, that's always exciting to see. But uh, what will Kyle Shanahan do to adjust, especially with that lack of talent going into Week 17? And uh, another thing to note as well, for this game, I mean, Aaron motherfucking Donald. Rams defensive tackle. He is a defensive tackle. He's an interior defensive lineman. And he leads the league right now with 19 and a half sacks. I mean, how about that? He's competing with like the Von Millers, the J.J. Watts of the world, these edge guys. And he's an interior defensive lineman. And he's number one in the league with sacks. He had three sacks against the Cardinals last week. And right now with 19 and a half sacks right now, he has the opportunity to either match or surpass Michael Strahan, who currently has the NFL record with sacks in a season at 22.5. So 19.5 to 22.5. Aaron Donald, he needs three plus sacks to make history, which is a lot to ask for anyone. I mean, that's back-to-back three sack performances to make history. That would be a big jump. But that should be interesting to see what can happen on Sunday. 
It's worth noting that C.J. Beathard was the starter when they played in Week 7. And Aaron Donald had not one, not two. He had four sacks then. He had a four-sack performance. And so if he can replicate that against Nick Mullins, I mean, that would be fucking awesome. So having said that, I mean, I look at this Niners game, this Rams game, and I think that the Rams are going to win this game. But I think that the Niners... Kind of like that that raw-raw like they did against the Bears. They competed. They fell just short because, yeah, from a apples to apples, they're not going to win this game because the Rams should outclass these guys. Injuries, depth, whatever. But I see the Niners competing but falling just short. Niners 17, Rams 27. So they will cover the spread ever so slightly so go ahead and give me the Niners covering the spread but losing my 10 and you know heading into this offseason with a lot of questions about what will John Lynch do in his third year his third offseason to get this team up right next game we have at hand I did a blog post about this and it's going to be very short but Cardinals are playing at Seattle I mentioned before the Cardinals have been waiting for this fucking season to end like two, three weeks ago, for that matter. Josh Rosen, he's not 100%. He's been taking hits. His offensive line hasn't been doing that well. They haven't been protecting him. The offense has been going to shits. Rookie sensation Christian Kirk is out for the year. And so, yeah, this season should have ended weeks ago for them. And they're kind of playing like that, to be honest. I mean, they got their asses handed by the Rams last week. And... It's been that sort of season, like the last quarter way of the season. And so they are playing at Seattle against a team in Seattle that needs to win this game, that needs to secure the number five spot. The Seahawks right now, they have the number five seed, but they are competing with the Cowboys for either that five or six seed interchangeably because they have the same record right now and nine wins and six losses. And so it makes you wonder, I mean, honestly, like for this game, like what good do I have to say for the benefits of the Cardinals? I I don't have much to say. I just Josh Rosen, I hope he stays healthy. I hope he doesn't get hurt and obliterated like he did the last couple of weeks. Um Yeah, it's just stay healthy, guys. Just try not to end the season on a shitty note. Conversely, in regards to the Seahawks, number one rushing offense right now in the league, they run the ball more than they do pass, which is the only team to do that. They are the outlier in the NFL. And Chris Carson, he's balling. He's coming off a 116 rushing yard, two touchdown performance, which was money for me because I had him in most of my leagues for fantasy football. And thankfully, I did play him in the Final Fantasy Championship, and I did win that matchup, that lone championship was mine and a good reason because of that was because of my boy Chris Carson with two touchdowns 116 yards and he got me like 20-ish points that was sweet that was sweet and they play the the worst run defense in the league with the Cardinals and so that should look real real nice for those that still have him in fantasy football want to add if you do have fantasy football championships in week 17 that's kind of bush league status that's uh I don't know it's really hard to predict team motivation in Week 17. So if your fantasy football league still has something to play for in Week 17, I don't know. Kind of shitty. 
Let's see what else. Talked about turnovers. Mm. Seahawks are going to come back healthier than they have in the past. Safeties Bradley McDougal. Tedrick Thompson should be back in action on the secondary. Well, I mean, Rashad Penny. I mean, I talked about Chris Carson. He should be back this game, which should be nice because you don't want to give Chris Carson too much uh, too much run, even though he has been the last couple of uh, games. He's been getting 20-plus carries, but kind of want to lighten the load before you go into the postseason and so I would like to see more Rashad Penny this game uh, especially against the Cardinals but more importantly I just want to see um, Penny get some you know get his feet wet because I think they're going to use him in the postseason anyways he's a different type of player than Chris Carson Chris Carson is more of a north-south inside runner versus the elusivity is that even a word the elusivity of Rashad Penny uh, that would be nice to have him slated and ready come postseason time. And it's also worth noting that Doug Baldwin, who, by the way, balled the fuck out against the Chiefs. He had like seven catches for 126 yards. But, yeah, he got hurt. He got kind of um, I got, got kind of nicked up last week against the Chiefs. But he slated to play. So, I mean, all in all, it's looking like a relatively healthy Seahawks team against a relatively shitty Cardinals team so yeah I'm not gonna sugarcoat this I have nothing else really to say about this game Seahawks need to win this game Cardinals don't need to win this game nor can they so go ahead and give me the Cardinals 10 give me the Seahawks 24 call it a wrap so I think the Seahawks will be able to maintain that number five seed for the wild card spot in the NFC conference. And I think that the Rams should, if they take care of business, they should be able to take care of the Niners. Having said that, uh, Kyle Shanahan might pull some interesting stuff. He might be a little bit more aggressive. He might go for it on fourth down. He might do some, some fuckery to mess with the Rams, but the Rams should be able to take care of business. Um, but that is how I am seeing the NFC West ending the season. So for those that have followed me, my A1s, my day ones that have followed me from the preseason to week one to midseason to three-quarter season to now, thank you so much for your time. I will continue to talk about the NFC West more so. Playoffs, that's for damn sure because I'm blessed to have not one but two NFC West teams represent the NFC Conference in the postseason. So I'll be around for that. Then after that, we'll talk about offseason. We'll talk about evaluating each team's seasons respectively, the pros, the cons, and we can get into the draft. But in the meanwhile, happy holidays, guys. Happy New Year. Happy 2019. Continue to check out the podcast, but also my Instagram, at Just the West, Twitter, at Just the West, and of course, my blog at www.justthewest.com. Till next time, we out here. Peace.